Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. It's James Vagley here and Ash Playstead, co-pilot. How are you? Oh, I'm excellent, James. How are you doing? Awesome. Doing great. Now, listeners, this is a very interesting topic that is going to go in a few different directions, no doubt, and it's the topic of knowing versus doing. They are two very different uh, words. And uh, before we pressed record, Ash, you said that, well, knowing is not doing. Kind, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's a favourite acronym of mine that gets tossed around um, here, there and everywhere. Um, And I guess the important thing that we're wanting to touch on, right, is, you know, what do we actually mean knowing is not doing? I, I guess the essence of that is knowledge without improved results really is useless. Um, but, you know, how do you go from knowledge to getting better results? Well, clearly it's by the doing piece. So, and we know this applies to mortgage brokers a lot. It's a really, it's a very important area. You know, we talk about this a lot. We work with clients a lot. And I'm sure people listening, you know, mortgage brokers out there listening to this will resonate is, you know, we, we can very easily end up getting almost addicted to the consumption of more information and more knowledge in some sort of uh, false expectation that that's going to make us better or attract more clients or make us different in the marketplace to the competition. Um, And then that may be true to a small degree, but the reality is, you know, doing as i.e. implementing that knowledge in a practical way is what brings better results, right? It does. And we we talked about this problem in some ways, and we're going to get a little bit deep here for our listeners just for a minute. But the, the, the problem is that by learning and, and sometimes overlearning and upskilling and continuing, it's it's like those that go to university or college and do one degree and another degree and then another degree. And then they're perpetual learners that have been studying maybe for 20 years and still have never actually implemented anything or got a job using that information. So let's touch on this issue of um, continuous learning and upskilling as a hiding place of, well, not a hiding place, but just as a way of putting off actually what needs to be done, you know, which is the real work. Yeah, it's a really, really good one. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story, and uh, this this might resonate. This is, you know, from, from my life. I've got a, a friend of mine, you know, who's uh, on my wedding party, really nice guy, one of my best friends, but he's what I call a professional academic. He's got a job in public service, you know, which might give you a bit of a hint, you know, um, hiding behind bureaucracy. He's a really smart guy. He's got a doctorate. Like, he's at, he's at um, PhD 
doctorate level. He's 51 or two. He's been studying since he was 23. So what's that? 27, 28 years. Um, he's still in a similar job on slightly more money and still educating himself. Now, I'm not having a go at that, but I, I, I've had a lot of conversations with this mate of mine over the years saying, why don't you get out there and start a consultancy? Why don't you work for yourself? Why don't you put your knowledge out there and um, consult to clients rather than staying in a government department um, in bureaucracy? And he agreed with me, agreed every single time, but he never did it. So it speaks, I guess, in many ways to your nature and, you know, your preparedness to take risks and to put yourself on the line, you know, to see if clients will pay you for your knowledge. Um, he was never able to do that, um, you know, and then kids came along and mortgages and maybe the opportunity to do it passed him by. I'm not really sure. So, I mean, I guess as we relate that to mortgage brokers who essentially are entrepreneurs and running a business um, or certainly should be aiming to run a business that happens to be a mortgage broking business. You know, knowledge will always be a piece of the puzzle, but the most important piece of the puzzle is what you do with that knowledge. I mean, I can't emphasise that enough. If you want to grow a business, you know, as we talk about, that works with or without you, it's got to be through the doing, which is what I call, you know, what would be a good metaphor? It's like putting your knowledge to the test. It's how you find out which bit of it works and which bit of it doesn't. Then you can reiterate your business based on the results from the doing this is why doing is so important, right, James, is if you're not doing, how do you know whether what you know is any use, right? That's true. It, That's true. You know, it's just clogging up your mind. How do you know? Well, you've got to get out there and test it, and you can only do that by doing, right? That's right. I mean, we don't want to discount learning and knowledge because we know that to be successful in business, you do need to be a perpetual learner and improving yourself so we're definitely not discounting that but knowledge is valuable to a point so we're certainly not saying that you should not continuously improve and not learn and upskill yourself in business and sales and marketing and and systems that's a very good thing to do but continually acquiring knowledge without doing anything that's where we want to hone in on today because I feel like a lot of our listeners, a lot of mortgage professionals, their knowledge is probably already at a point where they know enough or they at least know enough that they need to actually just start implementing a lot of that. And that's where I'd like to segue a little bit because there's actually a very big difference, as we know, Ash, between knowing and doing. It's a little bit like learning something in the classroom, the theory, and actually going out there in the real world and making it happen. Theory is actually very different to the real world. Knowing is easy. Doing is hard. Um, the classroom and theory is easy. Going out there and actually doing it, completely different kettle of fish. So I thought we should talk about that difference for a moment and then give some solutions as to what, how do you actually close that gap or transition into more doing? Yeah, it's a really interesting um, distinction, James. I mean, I always liken it to uh, reading about being at war and actually being at war. 
um, you know, the you never know your true nature until you've <laughs> got someone trying to put a bullet in you. And I don't mean to be speak lightly of these things. It's really just a metaphor to represent how we can easily uh, trick ourselves because, you know, the human mind and brain is a very, very adept at tricks and um, tactics to keep us safe and to keep us away from harm. And if your brain perceives that doing something could bring you harm, it will trick you into thinking acquiring more knowledge is the place you should stay. So, you know, it sort of separates into two schools of thought here. Your one school of thought is, you know, academia, knowledge is king, learning is king. And I'm like you, James, I'm a lifelong learner. But what we're looking for here is a blend of the two, you know, a blend of always looking to grow as a person and growing as a person is, dif is different to knowledge, right? Learning and growing is different to knowledge. Um, and then implementing it in a way that improves you and, improve, and improves your business. So I think a lot of people end up in that sort of theoretical world of paralysis by analysis, you know, which is closely connected to knowledge acquisition. Um, and I guess, of course, James, to your point, there's a lot of people at the other end of the spectrum who are just constant action takers, got no time for learning stuff, get out there, get started, just get on with it. And, you know, is that better than knowing more? You know, I'm not sure that it is, you know, so rather than being at one end of that spectrum of knowledge acquisition versus just doing, in the middle is where, you know, I, I guess me personally, I'm advocating we need to be, um, you know, and how you do that, of course, going back to what we said before, you've, you, you've got to put your knowledge to the test. You've got to put, you know, is this knowledge, is this growth, is this learning helping me be a better person or be better at what I do or get better results for my clients? Because, you know, I, I agree with you, James. If you lined up 10,000 brokers, or 10,000 mortgage pros and, and, and did a pop quiz asking them 20 questions about their knowledge about mortgages, I predict that there wouldn't be a huge variance amongst them, you know, if you exclude startup brokers who are coming from outside the industry. But if you pulled 10,000 brokers from inside the industry, I, I predict that there'd be a very small difference between the most knowledge and the least knowledge about how to write a loan, right? Oh. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. I think there's this, um, I was going to mention that there is a bunch of things that we know work in this industry uh, in terms of finding clients and selling and building team and a lot of the fundamentals that we teach in our memberships and programs. And there's a bit of a plague on at the moment where knowing seems to be the flavour of the month and to give you a quick example, Ash, instead of mortgage professionals going out and calling people and contacting people they know, networking, putting themselves in situations where more people know what they do, that's the foundation, right? That's the foundation yes. of most successful mortgage brokers is getting out there and, as you say, talk to the people, talk to the people, talk to the people. <laughs> um, yeah. Instead of going out there and just picking up the phone, networking and talking to people, the default seems to be a lot of mortgage brokers 
would prefer to learn new marketing strategies. Oh, show me the latest and greatest marketing strategy that will actually um, mean that I can avoid talking to people and networking Mm -hmm. and doing all the things that actually work. And that's why we see a lot of people sidestep to these shiny objects. And we've talked about shiny object syndrome in the past where people are attracted to just just share, tell me something I don't know. Tell me something new, hoping that there's an easier way so they can continue to avoid the things that they actually need to do. Whereas those that are willing to just get out there and pick up the phone and talk to people are the ones that become successful, assuming they're doing it with enough no. And that's where we talked a minute ago about the balance. Because I agree with you, Ash, just hitting the ground and doing, doing, doing is also a bit of a recipe for disaster too. Yeah, yeah. Look, I was thinking as you were talking there, James, I mean, you know, knowing more might help you win mastermind, but doing more will make you more money. Always. Always doing more will make you more money. Now, I don't, not everything's about money, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, I'm a huge believer in the mortgage industry, you know, with everything that you've got to do, the obligation to help clients, all of the nuances of running a business, all of the compliance and legalities, all of those things combined mean that, you know, the payoff for investing time, effort and energy into building a mortgage business needs to be pretty substantial, right, to make it worthwhile. So, you know, you need to be able to measure that and the way you measure it ultimately is your bank account. You know, and obviously happy clients, it goes without without saying, but ultimately the only way to measure whether more knowledge is useful to you is by, is it helping to improve my bank account? Um, yes, it is or no, it isn't. Um, you know, so, you know, if you want to win Mastermind or, or go on to Hard Quiz or one of these TV shows that, you know, my special subject is, you know, home loans. Okay. Great, you know, you might win, but unless you've got a strategy in place, and I'm going to come to a, a, a really sort of focal point here in a sec, unless your focus is to know the most, that's useless to you. So m- my opinion is, and I'm a huge believer in coaching, one of the key steps anybody listening to this needs to take is to get external coaching advice. We do that, there's others that do it, but ultimately aligning knowledge with action and connecting it with what you're trying to build, what your ideal mortgage business looks like and your lifestyle looks like, that becomes the map that allows you to understand whether any knowledge that you're pursuing feeds into you getting further on that map or doesn't. So it makes it much easier to decide whether a particular piece of knowledge or information is helpful or not. I certainly, to my own circumstance i found that one of the most fundamental life-changing sort of self-awareness exercises that allowed me to yeah still acquire knowledge still learn um still grow as a person but always dial it back into where i was trying to get with my business yep yep that's really valuable insights and to take that one step further and really bridge that gap between knowing and doing well the default for most human beings as we know ash is to take the easier option if there is one available to put things off to procrastinate and we see a lot of 
taking the easy option, procrastinating, putting things off, and it's stopping uh, you know, some of the statistics you read in the industry about the numbers uh, and the income the average mortgage professional makes. So in some instances, it's minimum wage for half the industry. In other instances, mm-hmm. they're better off getting a job. So to really bridge that gap between knowing and doing, given it's human nature to take the easy option, you've got to have somebody essentially push you along or pull you up. I mean, that's what we do with our, our 10X program, of course, is, is provide some, a level of accountability and a push to really push people from the knowing into more doing and breaking that down into bite-size doing segments to make it easy and so that you can't avoid it. So, I mean, for mm-hmm. me, the only re- way I see more of our listeners bridging that gap between knowing and doing, it's easy to intellectualize and say, okay, listeners, stop learning. You know enough, just start doing. You know, whatever the late, whatever the last almost basic strategy you know about getting more business or growing your business, just go do that and see what happens. Um, other than saying that, it really is about having a set of coaches or advisors to change your mindset and to push you into the doing sphere to mm. overcome that fear of the unknown um, is probably the only way that many people are ever going to really make that transition. Um, yeah. Actually get well, a push. It's like you're standing yeah. at the top of a 10-metre platform diving off and if you're standing up there by yourself, most people would probably walk back down. Whereas if there's a group of people standing up there with you going, go on, jump, it's actually not that hard. Just put one foot out, pin drop, make sure you hit the water like this, you'll be fine. You're much, and counting down, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, you are <laughs> infinitely more likely to take that leap, yeah? Oh, yeah. Look, it's, um, you can't, you know, you can't overstate the value of context. It's one of the things, it's one of the reasons why we love what we do, James, and, uh, you know, just openly about that. We, that's why we love coaching. That's why we love helping mortgage brokers figure this out. Adding context means that you, you've got a framework to decide when's the right time to take action, when's the right time to sit back, what knowledge do I need to advance me forward towards my goals. All of those things combined it's easy for us to say here in this conversation, James, but when you throw it into the hurly-burly of life, and we know you guys, you know, you work at long hours, you've got families, and we want to work towards a balance of the two, and all of these things going on, it's very easy to lose awareness of the context that any piece of information has in, in relation to your big picture vision and strategy. And that's why we love what we do, James, and, and that's why I totally endorse what you said and I really encourage anybody listening to this to find a way to bring context to the combination of knowledge and action um I'm probably going to butcher this truism but there's a truism that goes you know there's a you know there's acquisition of knowledge and there's taking action and then there's knowing the difference between the two uh, uh, you know and then you know god give me the wisdom you know to know the difference between the two now, unless you've won the genetic lottery and you hit the ground with the ability to do this in your DNA, you know, the rest of us need help. We need help to figure this out. We need guidance to figure it out. 
We need accountability to stay on the track. And that's just the reality. Um, so that's why we do what we do, right, James? But, you know, I guess to put a little bit of an underline for me under knowing versus doing, um, it's really a combination of the two. So for me, I, I, I would, I'm not saying one is more important than the other. Um, however, if you gave me the option of saying, look, you know, if you lined up five brokers all with a basic amount of knowledge and asked me, you know, in a year's time, which one's going to be the most successful, it'll always be the one who takes more action, right? Assuming that the level of knowledge is similar at the starting line. So knowing, doing is probably more vital in the big picture, but, you know, the solution here is to blend the two together so you know when you need to learn something and when you need to be doing something and then blending the two together in context with your business plan. Yeah, that's right. I'll just add one more thing, I think, before we start wrapping up is that we hear this excuse a lot in in what we do is that uh, we can teach brokers or show brokers something and inevitably a lot of people will say, oh, I know that, you know, you haven't, you haven't taught me anything new. And, but they haven't got the results on the board to show it, right? So unfortunately this um, yeah, but I already know that stops a lot of people from getting the help they need because just because you know how to do something or that you should do something doesn't mean you should not get help. You know, um, every mm. person needs to get help to connect the knowing and doing. And that's one of the big excuses we get for people uh, considering, you know, for example, working with us, oh, you already know how to do that or I know that. Well, um, or someone that's worked with us for some time and they go, okay, now I know enough, I just need to go and do it. Well, <laughs> that's the, the mm. difference. The difference is what we do every day with, with coaching and advice and momentum and our team is actually bridging that gap between knowing and doing. It's not giving more knowledge and strategies. It's making sure it actually transitions to doing. So it's just yeah. an interesting mindset shift, and I hope that this conversation has challenged some of our listeners to um, take the harder or more unknown or difficult option and dive in to the unknown, so to speak, and just start trying things on, you know, like there's that old saying, Ash, you know, don't let perfect get in the way of possible. And mm. there's, uh, you know, if you sit on the sidelines waiting for things to be perfect, you'll never get in the game, you'll never make any money and you'll never get anywhere. Um, everything has a bit of risk in it. You've, uh, if, if, if you don't like risk, you should probably go and get a job. Yeah, look, I, I love what you've just said, James. I mean, I would encourage and challenge anybody listening to this to go and listen back over that last few minutes and take the plunge into getting help on how to convert your knowledge to results. Um, I challenge anybody. I mean, if you can show me your bank account or your volume that says, yep, I, I already know how to convert knowledge into taking the right action to get better results and grow a you know, an organised business, fantastic. I tip my hat to you and congratulations. However, for the other 90 plus percent of people that are maybe struggling, maybe not certain, maybe got all the knowledge, and I'm talking to you experienced brokers here that know a lot of stuff, probably know as much as me, probably more, 
and James. But unless you can show me the results that prove you know how to take action, get help. Go and get help, reach out, and you might be surprised. You know, the importance of getting the right guidance on how to convert knowledge to results. Yeah, that's right. I was just thinking about a quick example, Ash, that, oh, I know how to do $100 million in loans a year. Well, it's pretty simple. My average loan is <laughs> 400000 I just have to write 250 loans a year, which is 20 or 21 loans a month. I know what to do. But bridging that gap is a whole nother kettle of fish. So uh, hopefully this conversation has opened up some a can of worms, a good one. And uh, for our listeners, I would just encourage you again to um, what's in your head already is probably enough for you to take the next step. So challenge yourself today or tomorrow to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. Maybe just one step, maybe just one foot, not jump in and try something that you've been putting off. Do it first thing tomorrow morning, make that phone call, call that person or do that thing that you've been concerned or worried about or putting off. And just like everything in business, Ash, as soon as you do it, you realise how easy it was and then you'll do it again oh, yeah. and again and again. Oh, correct. Anticipation of uh, anticipation or the fear that's experienced during anticipation is always worse than the actual doing. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I just want to sign off by agreeing with everything you said, James, and highlighting the difference between knowing what to do and knowing how to do it. Like, as you said, what to do? Yep. Write 20 loans to get to 100 mil. That's pretty simple. But how to do it and, you know, the right action to take at the right time and when to add to your knowledge and when not to, that's all of the nuances in the how. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we love doing. So, yeah, great discussion. James, really enjoyed it, mate. This is on. I really hope that you know everybody listening to this feels, you know, that your ears prick up and it sparks deeper thought about what you might be able to do to help yourself. Hundred percent. Go do it, team. And uh, great conversation, Ash. Looking forward to diving in for the next episode. I'll see you then. Likewise, mate. Bye. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.